Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. Inshallah, uh, today will be our uh, final session for the for the seer of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we started uh, almost about a year ago. Um, last week, we talked about uh, <coughs> the passing away of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, the effect of uh, uh, passing away of Rasulullah on the Sahaba uh, as we saw um, all the Sahaba in general were in the state of shock until Abu Bakr Siddiq he came and uh, he gave a small talk reminded uh, the Muslims regarding uh, Rasulullah being the Messenger of Allah and uh, uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about him uh, when the ayat of uh, Surah Al-Imran were revealed and Rasulullah, uh, uh, there was a rumor in Ghazbat Wahid that uh, as if Rasulullah was killed and the ayah that he recited was وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ أَفَعِمْ مَاذَا أَوْ قُتِلَ أَنْ قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَقَابِكُمْ وَمَنْ يَنْقَلِبْ عَلَىٰ أَقَابَيْهِ فَلَنْ يَدُرُّ اللَّهَ شَيَّا فَسَيَجْزَ اللَّهُ شَاكِرِينَ That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is no more than a messenger and indeed many messengers have passed away before him if he dies or he is killed will you then turn back on your heels as disbelievers and he who turns back on his heels not the least harm will he do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will give reward to those who are grateful. And Abu Bakr Siddiq also reminded the Sahaba that uh, and now he who worships Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad is dead now. And But he who worships Allah, he is ever living and her, he never dies. And then he recited this ayah. This, this ayah. And uh, this brought back Sahaba in the context and they were able to comprehend the passing of Rasulullah and today inshallah we will talk about the burial of Rasulullah and uh, the final preparation uh, to his uh, honorable body and the appointment of Abu Bakr Siddiq as the first Khalifa as when Abu Bakr Siddiq came back and the Sahaba uh, uh, they all were able to comprehend what uh, really happened at that time, which is the passing of Rasulullah Now, there was uh, a situation came up, which was they lost a leader over the Muslim Ummah. And the Sahaba, they started discussing who would be the next Amir. And I want to uh, before we'll go into this detail of the discussion that happened 
uh, we're going to talk about the, the burial first, and then we'll move on how the first Khalifa, Abu Bakr Siddiq was elected. So Rasulullah passed away on Monday. As we talked about that, that uh, Salat al-Fajr was the last Salah, and by midday, uh, Rasulullah left this dunya. And uh, when we go back and look at the seerah, and look at the time frame when Rasulullah was buried, most of the uh, evidences lead to the uh, lead in the direction that Rasulullah was buried on Wednesday night, which means uh, so he was he passed away on Monday, but he was buried on Wednesday night, which was uh, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're talking about three days uh, until when he was buried. So what? Uh, what, was, what was the reason that he was uh, buried after so many days? Even though there's a, there are many ahadith on the subject of burying uh, the Muslim who die as soon as possible. Like the hadith in Sahih Bukhari, Rasulullah mentioned in the hadith, أَسْرَعُوا بِالْجَنَازَةِ فَإِن تَكُوا صَالِحَةِ فَخَيِّرٌ تُقَدِّمُونَهَا إِلَيْهِ وَإِنْ يَكُوا سِوَى ذَلِكَ فَشَرٌ تَدْعُونَهُ عَنْ رِقَابِكُمْ The hadith which is reported by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu sallallahu said, Hurry up with the dead body, for it was righteous, you are forwarding it to welfare, to something good in front of him. And if it was otherwise, then you are putting off an evil thing down your neck. And a similar hadith is reported by Another uh, report, which is Mutafaqat uh, Alayhi, meaning uh, report by Bukhari and Muslim, that shows that uh, it is uh, it, 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 the, it is the ikram of the dead body to be buried as soon as possible. And uh, another hadith I want to mention that uh, there was a hadith mentioned by uh, Bukhari as, uh, in, in the Bukhari as well. It's this hadith is reported by Ibn Abbas radiAllahu anhuma. قال مات إنسان كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يعوده فمات بالليل فدفنوه ليلة. so the hadith says reported uh, by Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه that uh, a man died and Rasulullah used to visit him to, uh, uh, to to check on him while he was while he was ill and he died during the night time so we we buried him during the night. فلما أصبح أخبره، and uh, uh, then uh, it, uh, it was reported Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that uh, uh, about about him. فقال ما منعكم أن تعلموني؟ What prevented you to let me know about this? So قالوا كان الليل فكر كرهنا، meaning it was a night time, so we dislike to trouble you basically. وكان ظلمة أن أن شق عليك فذا قبره وصل عليه. so they 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 thought of it 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 was going to be trouble for us. Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم went to his grave and offered the salatul janaza. now here Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم did not say that why did you hurry up to uh, to bury the body. rather his concern was why did, was he not informed of it. so burying the body. He died during the night time, they bury him during the night time. So that, that's the way of the Muslims in general, that we bury the body as soon as possible. 
as one of the famous uh, Hanafi jurists, uh, uh, Sarakhasi, he may explains that if the tra- uh, if the transfer of the body results in the delay of the burial by a few days, this is sufficient to uh, for it to be uh, detestable, meaning it's 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 not liked that you uh, delay the burial. So under normal circumstances, it is of great importance that the deceased should be buried as soon as possible. Uh, if there are some legitimate reason, that's a separate issue. Now, uh, in the case of talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that uh, in this case, uh, there were sahaba who stayed behind with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, that include Ali radiallahu an, Zubair bin Awam radiallahu an, uh, and a couple of other Sahaba from the family of and Fatima radiallahu uh, anha. Uh, and actually, there was another Sahabi, I'm blanking out the name of the Sahabi. Uh, so, uh, I think it was uh, Talha bin Ubaidullah, but uh, inshallah, we'll see if I remember. Uh, so, the, the, they stayed behind. With Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, uh, the, the, they were taking care of uh, what needs to be done for the burial, but uh, but he was not buried until Wednesday night. And when when I'm saying Wednesday night, Wednesday night means uh, in general the, the the night before the morning of the Wednesday. So uh, what happened was there was a dispute, if you want to call it, uh, occurred. So uh, Muhajirin were busy. Uh, on their side, and uh, they were Ansar. Uh, they were they gathered in the Saqifa uh, Bani Sa'ida, and uh, they were discussing who should be the the next Amir, the next Khalifa to Rasul. Khalifa to Rasul means the successor of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, uh, and they were discussing that. Uh, and Abu Bakr Siddiq uh, and Umar al-Khattar uh, they, uh, they were with the Muhajireen and they were discussing uh, and they said well, rather than talking about this matter among us we should go and discuss with our brothers uh, Al-Ansar also and let's not forget Rasulullah so specifically especially mentioned uh, uh, to be good with the Al-Ansar because they were the one who helped Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba to establish the Deen of Allah azza wa jal in the Medina in the first place, and from there on the Deen started to expand, and as of today, as we can see, it has expanded to the to the whole world today. At least when we talk about Muslims are all around the world, uh, that's a separate story. Now the Deen uh, Islam is not implemented uh, as the, 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 that's what the Ansar really helped Rasulullah to do, which was the implementation of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, uh, while they were on the way to uh, uh, Saqifa, Bani Sa'ida, because I was told that the Sahaba Ansar are gathered there, uh, Abu Bakr and Umar, they ran into uh, two, of the, uh, two of the Sahaba, and they, uh, they mentioned that Sahaba Ansar have gathered in uh, Saqifa Bani Sa'ida, so uh, they should go. And they were already going on the, in the way anyways, but they suggested that they should go before something 
which is uh, problematic occurs as they were trying to choose the leader and the muhajin were doing a similar thing on their side so uh, while they were uh, when they went there they saw a man he was wrapped wrapped with uh, uh, with his cloak and uh, sahaba mansar were gathered around him and that sahabi was uh, saad bin ubadah radiyallahu an and he was uh, he was not feeling well he had fever and uh, hence he had the cloak on him to keep himself uh, uh, warm so when they went there they were discussing the to 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 give the ba'a to saad bin ubadah to choose them as the leader now while abu bakr and umar were heading in the direction umar bin khattab radiyallahu an in his mind he was preparing some sort of a talk that he could go and deliver over there when they found out abu bakr and umar that this is what they are about to do umar uh, wanted to uh, talk at that time and uh, uh, abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu an he actually uh, calmed him down and he said that he would uh, he would speak and uh, as uh, umar radiyallahu an mentions that when abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu an he started talking and he was the uh, the one who's more composed and he was the one who knew, knew how to talk and would not be uh, in any way could be tough on the ansar for the for for what they were doing so the way abu bakr siddiq talk he said umar says that he not only said all the things that umar thought of to talk but he said it better and he said it more than what umar was preparing in his mind so uh, abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu an uh, reminded them first of all uh, all the good that rasulullah has said about the ansar and uh, then he reminded them of one important aspect about the leadership which he said that the people would not agree upon uh, anybody but the people from quraish and he reminded actually saad bin ubada also the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in regards to the the leader to be elected from the quraish the amir should be elected from the quraish uh, because of that they are these are the people who the people would follow uh, like the hadith of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said, إن هذا الأمر في قريش لا يعيدهم أحد إلا أكبه الله فينا على وجه ما أقام الدين. One of the hadith mentioned this very this affair khilafa is restricted to the Quraysh. As for any person who shows enmity towards them, Allah will cast him on his face on the uh, in the hellfire. That is so long as they, the Quraysh, establish and apply the deen of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. As long as they apply the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because there are other hadith that also uh, talks about that uh, not to follow them if they are not following uh, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As other hadith says, the Imam, the ruler of the Muslim nation, Quraysh, are from Quraysh. They have a right over you, and you similarly have a right over them. If they are asked to show mercy, they should show it. If they make a covenant, they, they should fulfill it. And if they render judgment regarding any given matter, they should be just. Okay. Uh, 
but as I said, that doesn't mean that this is the only thing which is mentioned about the Quraysh. Uh, uh, as one of the hadith says, the hadith says that verily the roots of destruction or the corruption of this nation will be the leaders of foolish youth from the Quraysh. So hadith, the one talks about the, uh, following the Quraysh, other one talks about that they can cause the corruption as well. So the idea is not just the Quraysh, but the situation the Muslims were in at that time, when Rasulullah passed away, Quraysh had a different status among the minds of the people, among the Sahaba, among the, the Arabs in general. So their leadership was would have been approved. Hence, when, Rasul, uh, when Abu Bakr Siddiq an reminded uh, Sa'ad bin Ubadah about this hadith, and Sa'ad was aware of the hadith that Rasulullah said this in, uh, while he was there, and he agreed. So now the matter was going on, the, who should be the next Amir, who should be the Khalifa to Rasulullah. Uh, so uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, suggestion was, let's have an Amir from, one from the Ansar, one from the Muhajirin. And of course in Islam there is only one, uh, the unity of, uh, uh, of the Ummah can only be achieved through one leader. So that was declined. Uh, then uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, he suggested that Sa'ad bin Ubadah was already uh, kind of nominated from the Ansar. So uh, Abu Bakr said, uh, let's uh, uh, choose between Umar and Abu uh, Abu bin Jarrah radiallahu uh, anhuma. And uh, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu an, his response right away was that how can he be a leader over the people among whom Abu Bakr Siddiq is there. And similar things was said by uh, Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah. When, Abu, when Umar said this, what he did at that point, he right away, he, he asked Abu Bakr to extend his hand. And when he extended his hand, uh, Umar gave him the ba'ah. He gave him the oath of allegiance that, uh, that uh, he gave him the Pledge of Allegiance that uh, he is the Amir. And when he started doing this, uh, all the other Sahaba, including Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah, Muhajirin, and then the Ansar, all of them gave the Ba'ah to Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an. And this way, uh, Abu Bakr was, uh, was appointed as the Khalifa because these were the people uh, who were the, the people who had the authority among the Sahaba. And uh, uh, Rasulullah was not buried until Abu Bakr was elected as the Khalifa. Now, pay attention that when we were talking about the burial of uh, any Muslim who dies, it is, uh, in, it is an obligation on us to bury that body as soon as possible. While Rasulullah the best of the creation, passed away, and he passed away on Monday and he was buried on Wednesday night because of an important uh, action had to be performed, which is the necessity of an Amir over the Muslims. Necessity of the Khalifa of Rasulullah to be over the Muslims, to be there, who can implement the deen of Allah Taala. So that took precedence over burial of Rasulullah So that shows that how important uh, 
that is to elect a leader who implements the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's, uh, that, that takes a precedence over such a big obligation which is the burial of, of a deceased person. And now here we were talking about not just the burial of normal person, burial of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we are talking about. And when this, uh, 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 after Abu Bakr was elected, uh, appointed as the, as the Khalifa of Rasulullah, after that, uh, next day, so this was elected, appointed, appointment of Abu Bakr was done, he became the Khalifa. It's not all the Muslims have, they gave the pledge or the ba' to Abu Bakr, but all those people who had the authority, who had the, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, the, the, the represent, represent, representation of the Ummah, they agreed upon Abu Bakr to be the Khalifa and that was sufficient for him to become the Khalifa of Rasulullah sallallahu So uh, the next day, uh, the, when Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, he got on the member and uh, that, at that time he was given the uh, given the ba' by the regular people where he delivered uh, his speech as, as the first Khalifa. So as far as the appointment goes, that was done already Next day was more of the obedience, the, 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 the pledge or the bay'ah of obedience was given to Rasul, uh, to Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an. And uh, uh, the author of Abu Bakr Siddiq's uh, biography, uh, Salabi, he discusses this uh, matter in his book, uh, which is a biography of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, that uh, uh, choosing a khalifa, uh, um, it can only happen through the ba'ah. And this is from the Quran and the Sunnah. It is, uh, uh, it, it is, it, it, it is, uh, uh, proven from the Quran and Sunnah that the ba'ah is the must to be given to the Khalifa to become, uh, the, 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 uh, the leader of the Muslim. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given the ba'ah by the Ansar and Abu Bakr was given the ba'ah later on. Uh, uh, to become the Khalifa of Rasul. Now, uh, after that, uh, the Sahaba actually they gathered uh, uh, to Rasulullah Sallallahu Hujra because uh, there is a hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi where the Khalifa dies, he is buried the same uh, same place. So when the issue of where to bury Rasulullah came up, uh, Abu Bakr reminded them of this is how you bury a prophet. And uh, the prophets do not leave any kind of inheritance. Whatever he leaves, it goes in the charity. So uh, Rasulullah was buried at the place where he died. They dug up the, the grave, which is the form of a lahad. Lahad is, uh, lahad is uh, a grave which is like an L-shape kind of a, a grave. Uh, and the Rasulullah was buried there. And the, 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 the Rasulullah was uh, given the, the bath of uh, before the burial by Ali radiallahu an and uh, uh, Qutham bin Abdullah and Fadl bin uh, Qutham bin, uh, Qutham bin uh, Abbas uh, and Fadl bin Abbas two sons of uh, Abbas radiallahu an and Ali and uh, Usama bin Zaid uh, and Qashan was another free slave uh, slave of Rasulullah sallallahu uh, and Aws uh, bin Khawli one of the Ansari they are the one who gave the bath uh, to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he was given the bath in his own clothes that he passed, uh, he died in, and then he was wrapped in three, uh, three cloths. Uh, 
And uh, uh, as I mentioned, that uh, Rasulullah was buried in the same hujra where he passed away, the hujra of Aisha radiallahu uh, anha. Um, and uh, after Abu Bakr Siddiq uh, uh, became the Khalifa, uh, I want to make sure that we understand that in the case of Abu, Abu Bakr becoming the Khalifa, it was done through the process of Ba'a. And similarly, we find the similar process uh, uh, or the method was used when Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an he, uh, he passed away. He actually felt, uh, when he fell ill, uh, b- before he passed away, uh, he realized that uh, it is, uh, he, uh, he, this is his, uh, his time is about to be over. So he, uh, he, he actually nominated uh, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu an, and actually he, uh, he went through about three months of consultation among the Sahaba before he uh, nominated Umar. And he talked to different Sahaba that included uh, Abdurrahman bin Auf. He asked him what he thinks of Omar. And Abdurrahman bin Auf's response was, "What you uh, what what you see uh, in in, op- uh, in his open life, he is better from inside his private life. And uh, uh, meaning apparent, what you see in appearance, he is better. Uh, uh, what he did from inside. And uh, no, there's nobody better than him uh, after Abu Bakr Siddiq." And similar kind of wordings were said by when he approached Uthman for his uh, uh, opinion. And actually they also said, you know him better than us. So Uthman said the same thing. Usaid bin Hudayr, he approached, he said the same thing. Sa'id bin Zaid, radiallahu anhum, uh, they, they all said the same thing. Uh, and uh, so uh, Abu Bakr also approached uh, many Ansar regarding that. And uh, they had a similar opinion. Except the person Talha bin Ubaidullah, radiallahu he is the one who had a different opinion about uh, who should be the next Khalifa and uh, well not the next Khalifa but his response was what are you going to answer Allah Azza wa Jal about uh, 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 because he, he was reminding Abu Bakr of the harshness of uh, of, uh, of Umar al-Khattab radiallahu uh, so he was reminding that how are you going to answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he said, what would you say to your to your Rabb when he asked you about why you appointed Umar over us, even though you knew all along about his harsh uh, demeanor. Abu Bakr said, help, uh, first he asked him to help him sit down because he was sick, sick and after which he said, is it uh, by Allah that you are trying to frighten me? Verily, one is truly a loser if one acts regarding your affairs uh, in a wrongful and oppressive manner. I will say, O oh Allah, I have appointed over them the best of your people. So, Waqas uh, uh, justified his opinion based on what he saw in Umar bin Khattab and uh, hence he, uh, he uh, nominated Umar bin Khattab but his nomination was not by default the Umar bin Khattab became the Khalifa rather after the Abu uh, Bakr Siddiq passed away uh, Umar was given the bay' by the Sahaba and that's what made him the Khalifa. And second, the third person, when Omar, when Omar al-Khattab, when he was stabbed and he was on his deathbed, he selected, he nominated six Sahaba and he actually also selected Suhaib as a, as an interim Amir while he was on his deathbed and while they were electing the, uh, the Khalifa. So he, he, he told them that if 
uh, among these six, if five of them agree on one and uh, accept one man, and while one man rejected him, then strike his head with the sword. So he wanted to make sure that uh, there is an agreed upon opinion among these six that who should be the next Amir. And also, uh, he he gave him about three days to make sure that you choose a Khalifa among these these six. And the, uh, uh, among these six, at the end, Uthman bin Affan was elected as, as the Khalifa. And in the case of uh, Ali, we see that when Uthman was, uh, was assassinated, uh, Ali radiallahu an, he was elected, uh, he was given the bay'ah by the people of Medina and the Kufa. And uh, we should not forget that uh, when we talk about Medina and the Kufa, we're talking about in general the Sahaba. The main body of the Sahaba, they are the one who gave the bay'ah. So the representation of the Muslim Ummah gave the bay'ah to Ali. In the case of Ali, he was the only one who was nominated and he, hence he was elected. But one common thread that we see is in all the cases, uh, these Khulafa were given the, the bay'ah and the bay'ah was the method of electing a Khalifa. So in today's time, we can think of it uh, that uh, election or the voting process can be used to elect a Khalifa. But we should not forget that in the case of the Khulafa, all these Khulafa were elected to rule by Islam. They were not elected to rule by other uh, systems of life uh, other than Islam. Uh, so the the bayah was on this specific uh, uh, specific uh, idea that whoever is being elected, he will rule over the people by Islam. And we can see that all the Khulafa Rashidin, uh, Abu Bakr, uh, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, all of them, they ruled over the people by Islam, and then this uh, after Khulfa Rashidin, we can see that the the, 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 uh, the later uh, Khulafa who came, who were also uh, given the bayah, and the, through the bayah process, they were elected as a Khulafa, and this is the way Islam teaches us that we are supposed to elect the uh, leaders. Now today uh, we are uh, uh, ending the Sirah session as we talked about the burial of Rasulullah as well today. Um, I want to go back and remind, uh, inshallah, so we can take away something with us after the Sira session is over. Uh, we started off to remind ourselves what is the purpose of learning the Sira. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that there is the best example in the life of Rasulullah. And this is an obligation on us to follow this example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, and we know that Rasulullah was uh, not just a human being, he received a revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was a messenger. So his role in life was not limited to being a father, grandfather and husband. He was a judge, he was a ruler, he was an army commander and a statesman. So uh, we have to understand that when we look at the life of Rasulullah we have to look at his life in a comprehensive manner. He was the best. The, he had the best of the creation. He he carried the, the the best of the akhlaq that we have to follow. As Rasulullah has stressed on the subject of to have the best morals, but all of them are in the light of Islam. So it's not only the akhlaq that we have to follow. It's not only the pillars of Islam that we need to follow. It's not only the how what kind of a person we are as a father or son or a mother or a daughter or whatsoever the relationship says within the family life, yes, all these things have to be in Islam, but 
whatever other transactions that we make in our lives, whether it is individual or it is societal, all of them have to be done according to Islam. And this is why we wanted to study the seed of Rasulullah This is why we gathered and we went through this last year to uh, to basically touch ba- uh, uh, the, uh, some part of the seed of Rasulullah it, it is almost impossible for uh, uh, for a person like me to cover all the aspects of seed of Rasulullah But we tried to do whatever the, the, the most important uh, events uh, that we can uh, find of I can I could have found out and uh, we discussed that, but uh, there are certain things that we are all aware of it that uh, it is an obligation on us to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam next to Allah subhanahu wa taala like we follow Allah subhanahu wa taala Allah is ordering us to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well as Allah subhanahu wa taala says قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم say O Muhammad if you should love Allah then follow me uh, so Allah will love you and forgive your sins and Allah is forgiving and merciful and we know that this is part of our aqidah that we love Allah and his messenger and loving Allah and his messenger means that we follow the commands of Allah and his messenger like the hadith of Rasulullah says that لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده ووالده والناس أجمعين that uh, uh, none of you is a believer can be a true believer until uh, I'm saying that I am dearer to him than his child, his father, and the whole mankind. That's part of our iman. This is part of our uh, aqeedah that we have. We love Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, meaning we obey Rasulullah sallallahu and that's part of it. We have to obey Rasulullah So that's the, uh, the that's the crux of that that we have to remember when we discuss the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu We should take him as not just as a spiritual uh, leader who guided us how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he was also a political leader who showed us how to live according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how to implement the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was the leader who implemented the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we saw that the generations followed him, Khulfa Rashidin, they did the very same thing and they implemented the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to that extent that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away, they passed away on Monday. They delayed his burial until Wednesday night, so they would have an Amir over them who can uh, who, who can rule over them by Islam, who can implement the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And, and and that's one of the key things that we should never forget that why Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent on the face of the earth. He was sent as a mercy to the mankind. So. Uh, like as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have not sent you but the mercy to the mankind and also with a mission that the mission was so this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala become victorious over all ways of life as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that he has sent him Rasulullah as a uh, uh, the, the messenger with the deen of truth and and guidance so this deen prevails this way of life from Allah Azza wa prevails over all other ways of life even though the mushrikeen will detest it they will dislike it that you are talking about uh, living by what Allah has revealed and we ask Allah Azza wa to make give us the correct understanding of the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so we can implement the very same life 
uh, we can follow the very same life in our lives also and to emulate as much as we can within our capabilities and inshallah uh, uh, that whatever we have learned into the sira session we'll try our best to implement in our life so inshallah i'll, I'll stop here uh, today's session and the last session of uh, the Sira Rasulullah and if there is any questions or comments inshallah I will try to answer thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events Islamic guidance Quran Tafsir and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.